Rising, rising, rising girls. Hello, dear listener. You're listening our Rising Girls Global podcast. We are from Rising Girls Global, an initiative powered by Dior and UNESCO, created under the program Women at Dior. We would like to support younger women aged 17 to 25 to land a job in one of five sectors business and finance, creative and arts, communications and PR, international and public affairs, and tech. In these podcasts, we aspire to share inspirational stories from younger women on their journey and amazing achievements at such a young age. You can be anything. There are a lot of choices. And we are here for you. Today we are meeting 22-years-old Italian Sharon Tedesco, who is working as 3D leather goods designer at Fendi. She has obtained her bachelor's degree from the Marangoni Institute in Milan, program Fashion Design and Accessories. Before, she took care of organization and management of backstage activities during Emporio and Mani catwalks and worked as assistant for the brand's e-commerce activities. As well as she has worked in Milan Fashion Week for several brands like Giorgiori Armani, Etro, Jill Sander, and others. Hello, Sharon. It's such a pleasure to host you here today. Hi, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so let's start from very beginning. What did you want to become when you were a child? Okay, so when I was a child, honestly, I wanted to be a vet since animals are like one of my huge passion. But then when I grew up a bit, so when I was like 12 years old, I discovered the, the fashion world and yeah, that was the end and also the start of a really new chapter in my life. Uh, that sounds great. And uh, for me, uh, fashion design studies uh, are a bit mystery uh, because I'm uh, coming from international relations background. And uh, could you tell us a bit more about your studies? What skills uh, did you acquire and how do you combine theoretical knowledge and practice? Okay, so I studied uh, fashion design and accessories in Instituto Marangoni in Milano and basically during those three years we learned first of all how to be fashion designers so how to develop a collection starting from a white paper you had to uh, invent like some accessories or some garments starting from an inspiration so we studied also the art history, interior design history, fashion history, everything that could be uh, like an interesting inspiration for us to create our collection. So after like uh, creating a collection, we had to do the mood board. So we learn also how to use like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign. Basically, those free software are like the main important ones in the fashion industry, talk, talking, of course, uh, about the creative field of the fashion industry. 
And we learn also how to use the Clo3D. So Clo3D is a software that I'm basically using it now during my job. And as you can probably understand, uh, you can uh, you can use it like to do 3D uh, bags, 3D garments, also sometimes 3D shoes, but it's a bit different and difficult. Um, but yeah, so basically that's what we learned during those three years. Could you tell us what the mood board is? Because you just mentioned it. See. Okay, so basically um, the mood board is like um, these, we can define it as a huge, uh, I don't know, picture where you can put a lot of, e a lot, it depends, of course. You put some images, something that gave, gave you like the inspiration, like I saw uh, like an interesting design chair and I using it to maybe draw the heel of one of my shoe. So I'm gonna put maybe that chair in the mood board. Uh, the mood board helps you and also help the other people to understand like the vibe of your work without seeing it, no? And the mood board helps also the other people to understand uh, maybe a little bit what, what you had in mind while you were drawing your collection. No? So I saw the chair and I saw that design and I wanted to transform it in a, in a bag and I saw, I don't know, a painting and the colors were interesting and I decided to use them for my collection. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. I didn't know about these mood boards, so this is uh, very useful information. <laughs> There are many stereotypes about fashion industry. How do you feel like working in fashion industry and how has been your experience so far in it? Okay, so working in the fashion industry, of course, talking about my personal experience is not like the, the film Devil of Prada or something like this. I mean, uh, it, the field where I'm working uh, I mean, it's a human uh, feel. I don't know how to say that. Like, uh, people treat me well, okay? They are not bad. They they don't, like, scream at me. I mean, uh, the environment, for sure, is not, like, a really chill environment, of course, because we have collection, we have to develop them. And, I mean, time is short. So everything is a bit rushing, but, of course, it depends about the, the time because sometimes maybe we are more chill and everything. But for sure, <laughs> something that I'm sure is that the fashion industry working in this field it's not going to be boring at all. <laughs> and my experience so far, I mean, it's nice. I'm, I'm happy about my job and where I work. Um, and yeah. I love your comparison uh, with the movie The Devil Wears Prada. It's absolutely one of the top movies when, I, uh, when I'm thinking about the stereotypes that are existing in the fashion industry. See, see. <laughs> uh, creative and arts, it's not like a typical job at the office. Uh, tell me, uh, how does your day at job look like? 
Okay, so basically I'm a 3D leather goods designer. So I'm working with the modelists of bags. So basically the modelists gave me the, the pattern of a bag and also the real bag. Because then with the real bag in front of me, I'm going to realize it on my software, on my 3D software that is called Clo3D. So the one that I learned in, uh, in Marangoni. So basically, I put all those pattern pattern in the software, and I, I try, no, I, yeah, I try to put them all together to sew them, and realize the a bag that is basically exactly the same of the real one. I mean, it needs to be the basically the same with all the details, also the little one with the same cure, with the same shape, with the same leather and everything. You need to be, of course, so careful and precise because when you, uh, like, uh, when I realized basically how many people there are under just one bag, I was like, okay, when I'm gonna realize everything in 3D, I need to be so precise because um, you need to perceive the the huge job there is under a bag also looking at a 3d project so yeah so basically the days are like these i mean sometimes i'm working also with the creative um creative um field of fendi to basically work together and understand how to put all those prints on the bag how would be the bag in that color so then, yeah, <laughs> my days are like these. Sounds sounds very wonderful, very inspiring. Uh, in uh, creative industries, we uh, talk a lot about inspiration. Where do you usually get inspiration from when designing, especially when uh, it was the case in your um, in your studies in Milan? Mm, okay, so. <clears throat> Basically, uh, when I was studying, but also now, I love to take inspiration from the interior design, first of all. And also, like, uh, art, of course, is something really important for me and for my inspiration. But uh, usually, uh, I love to start from a concept, maybe a sociology concept, and try to transform it in a shoe. So okay you can understand that maybe that's difficult and that's something even fun because you're trying to translate a really abstract uh concept in something that is gonna be something physical to wear and i always love this way like start from an abstract concept because then you're gonna find out um like a lot of things like okay so my favorite feel like for the inspiration is the interior design and art but yeah i'm so hoping that maybe i'm gonna also um at one point find something maybe different that i didn't know like about some animals some weird animals that i never seen because you start to search you're open and then you discover so many stuff. So yeah, sometimes animals, art, interior design can be honestly <laughs> everything. Can you please uh, tell us about um, the process? How do you get from your ideas to design and production? 
Okay, so about the process, uh, when I, okay, when I see like a shape that I like, I try to maybe transform it, as I said, or in a shoe or in a bag. So I start to sketch, sketch like a lot, trust me, a lot. So basically for one shoe, I'm going to sketch maybe, I don't know, 100 sketches before. Because every time that you look at what you did, maybe you want to correct something, maybe the day after you don't like it anymore. So basically it's like taking like pictures or whatever and using it as inspiration and continue to sketch, sketch and sketch until you're gonna be happy about what you did. And about the production scenes, I studied the, uh, the accessories pathway in Marangoni. Uh, okay, so we learn also how to do the patterns about bags and shoes, but it's, uh, I mean, realizing them in, like for real is something really difficult and it like requires another type of school. I mean, if you want to be like a shoe pattern maker or something, uh, you need to study at least three years in a school that is a specific school for shoes. So basically, we learn how to do the pattern, but then about the production, the real realization, other people were helping us because, as, as I said, it's something really difficult and it requires more years, honestly. So, yeah, it's something, it's like um, different, talking about like garments that you learn, of course, in school, how to sew them and everything, something different, yeah. Uh, your response definitely made me think, uh, made me, um, made me to uh, to realize how much work it actually is to uh, to produce everything that we already see, ready made. Uh, for instance, shoes, bags. They always look so good, but actually, the work behind it it's enormous. Yeah, and I didn't know about this. I mean, of course, I know that there were so many people. Uh, under like a bag or something but I didn't like imagine how many because now that I'm working in the environment and I see trust me there are so many like hundreds not 100 200 300 also they continue to talk have a conversation room Florence uh, I mean it's something really huge <laughs> And to finish this wonderful discussion, I would like to ask you, what career advice would you give to your younger self? Okay, so maybe the first one could be like, uh, trust yourself, trust your skills, uh, because it can be definitely like a difference, especially during a job interview. Um, people are going to notice if you're sure about yourself, uh, about your skills. And of course, it's something nice. I mean, to see a person that is like not proud, but I mean, she knows what she wants and she knows how, what she can give to the brand. And that's something really important. Even if you maybe you're at one point in your life that you don't really trust your yourself or your skills because maybe you're not seeing some results, that's okay. You need for sure to be patient a lot because during the first and the second year of my uh, Marangoni pathway, I didn't really trust my skills. And, but yeah, I, 
I continue anyway to work on myself, on, on everything. And yeah, during the third year, finally, I acquired uh, so many skills and um, yeah, and I started to be like sure about myself and that made the difference during the job interview. So first of all, yeah, trust yourself. And second, oh, please don't have limits. <laughs> limits are to me, of course, so really stupid. And yeah, don't have limits in, in anything. Thank you very much, Sharon, for being here with us today. Thank you for inviting me again. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Rising Girls Global Podcast, hosted by me, Diona Luisa Guetta. Today's episode was written and researched by me with technical production by Rebecca Fan. Looking forward to your company on our next episode. Rising, rising, rising girls!